Welcome to this week's deep dive. This week we're really excited because we we're a little bit delayed because Scott and I didn't get our schedules lined up exactly, but we are doing we're covering two tweets on this one. Uh, so Scott, introduce yourself. Hi, um, I'm Scott Nassenow, MAS. I'm Executive Vice President of Artwork Services USA, services provider to the industry, and been in the industry for 40 plus years, mostly as a supplier. So you're still new to this industry, you're feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm just I'm feeling my way around. At one point, you'll catch up. Don't worry. <laughs> well, you have been a long time an active member of the Promotech community. And this week, we're really excited to have you on because your answers just blew us away. Like it was when this one popped up, we were like, okay, we know which one we're going for a deep dive. And, and usually we give it some time and there's a little bit of breathing room. But the minute yours was, I'm like, okay, we're going we're gonna to choose Scott. So yeah, so welcome. Thank you. Perfect. Well, so this week, well, last week and this week, last week we talked about the sales experience and how you build it into your workflow and what you're looking for and how it ties to culture and everything else. And so for this question, we looked outwards and we said, when you look at other companies inside or out of our industry, what part of their sales experience do you admire? And what do you want to borrow for your company? So we chose borrow because the word I wanted to use was steal, but borrow sounds better. And so your answer was, I'm totally drawn into the gravitational pull of conversational marketing. Love the stuff Drift and Decancel are putting out. And the whole marketing is conversation mindset. There's so much more authenticity in overall look and feel than traditional marketing. So there's a lot. <laughs> so what should we tackle first there? So talk to me about conversational marketing. How do you define that? Well, conversational marketing... Uh is it engenders a lot of things. They were talking, for instance, David Cancel wrote a book uh, called Conversational Marketing, and he's talking about a return to marketing as conversation as opposed to marketing as push, fill out a form, get back to us, we'll get back to you, and instead turn it into essentially dialogue, whether in person or in the case of Drift, using uh, uh, tools such as chatbots. So the process becomes more interactive and give and take as opposed to marketers pushing a message. Interesting. Yeah, because there's so much of, especially like what's happening in trends and everything else right now is like you want to have the push-pull effect and, you know, you kind of push out your message and then pull them in. And, and so, yeah, so what is that drift and decancer are doing that kind of make it a conversation for you? Like, is there anything beyond chatbots or like technology that they're implementing? What they're trying to do is trying to return to the authenticity of a relationship, of relationship selling. We've heard all, I mean, there's, there's conversational marketing, there's relationship selling. We talked about experiential marketing, all these different things, but it's really a return to the values that we place in a personal relationship. It's trying to engage people on more than simply a transactional level, but on a, more like a conversational level. Let me understand you so I can perhaps help you to achieve something else, to move in a certain direction, to achieve a goal, whatever, as opposed to, I've got this here, you need to buy it. Yeah, so what do, what do you think has influenced this trend change? Like, what do you think is, you know, 
I mean, we can tag social media as the complete game changer for, you know, rather than the push out of ads and everything else is like, you know, now it's conversation because you want engagement. So do you see other trends? Like, you know, is it a generational thing? Do you think it's, you know, how, what, what do you think can be tied to this? Technology is certainly at the forefront of all of this. Um, another, another company, Boston based, and I, I believe, um, uh, David Cancel's alma mater, uh, a company called HubSpot created this thing um, called inbound marketing. I was absolutely smitten with it. And the idea of inbound marketing, uh, and I'm, I'm a certified certified inbound marketer, um, thanks to HubSpot and their, and their awesome <laughs> online uh, programs. Um, the, the idea is to create content, to create value, and rather than, to, rather than silo it and put it away, give it away. Now, a lot of people took inbound marketing and said, this is, this is fantastic. Now we get to talk about our company, we get to talk about our services, but in an informational way, not in a, uh, a threatening, a pushy way. Here's this information. The next level, the next level was that people took this stuff and they put it, for instance, on their website or in the blogs or, 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 or what have you on social media. But when you came in, the first thing it said, if you want this, you have to go through this form. You have to put all this information. It's like, oh man. And I've gotten, I'm sure you have too. You get there and it's like, really? I just want, I, I, you said you had this white paper. I'm really interested, but you're making me jump through one or too many, too, you know, too many hoops. And the idea of conversational marketing instead brings it back. See how I brought that back around to conversational marketing? Conversational marketing says, Tell me what you're looking at. You know, why, why are you here? What are you, what are you looking to do? Oh, well, I'm here because I'd like to find a way to improve the uh, conversion rate of visitors to my website. The conversation continues. That's great. Well, we have a white paper on that. Where shall I send it? Email address. So re reducing the barriers and making it such that people can talk the way, that we, the way you and I are speaking, just back and forth with one another. And instead of pushing forms out, the conversation evolves. And whether it's with a bot or a person, you're giving away information, but you're not forced into, you know, name, rank, serial number, uh, ID, and, and what have you. So it makes it more fluid. Yeah. No, it's really interesting that way. Like, so I'm in the market for a new car right now. So I've been doing all my research and, <laughs> and which I hate someone can just hand me a car and make it not easier for me. That'd be fabulous. But ever, what amazes me right now is how many car dealerships have chatbots on their website that pop up. And I've been looking at like the sample phrase each time. It's never like, how can I help you? It's always kind of that level of engagement, like we're in the middle of a conversation, they're like, oh, let me know if there's anything you spot or if there's anything I can help you with. Like they're very, how they use that language is really interesting because it is so much about language where you're right, it's not being pushed on you, you're being engaged and brought in. So what ways do you think it can be used for our industry? That's a great question because everything comes back into what it is that we're doing. Um, I see, for instance, uh, uh, websites. Just, let's take distributor websites first. Distributor websites, for the most part, end buyers come into a website, they look around, and, and honestly, 
most distributor websites that I've seen look like every other one because they're buying from one or two major players and it looks the same and you get hit with a barrage of product. Oh, now I've got to go figure out what it is. I, want. I guess, I guess I want caps. Okay, fine. Caps that reduces it down to 740 suppliers and 850,000 different versions as opposed to either a someone coming on in live chat and saying, Hi, I see you're looking at caps. My, you know, what, what, have you got an event in mind? Have you got a budget? Whatever. Or in the case of technology, a chatbot that starts typically with the, the phrase, you know, what brings you here today? But then it helps you. What, what you're trying to do is you're trying to help people move through a channel. Go from, I know I need something, to, wow, this is really cool. My customers are going to love getting this. And anything that you can do to make the process better, as I said, we're going back to the distributor websites. Right now, it's going in and clicking through all these different things and then picking up the phone or perhaps placing an order online. But everyone's site seems to be, not everyone, most, most sites seem to be cookie cutter. Now, the same could be said with supplier sites. Supplier sites come through and, and one of my favorite uh, um, <laughs> pick on points with supplier sites is incomplete data. Uh, my brother Todd is a distributor and Todd and I share our thoughts and perspective all the time. Although I'm the smarter brother, so he picks <laughs> I say the same about my sister. <laughs> <laughs> so at any rate, we, we were talking once and he said, I, I need information. And I go to a website and I, and I look on, on, on the site and Unfortunately, most of them are kind of clunky. Mm -hmm. But then he goes, the favorite tick me off, not the word I was really going to use, is contact us for more information. As Todd said, that might as well say, check out my competitor's website because he's looking at that site at 1030 on a Saturday night. So contact us is virtually useless. I can see where suppliers might use a bot or, 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 or live, you know, live chat or, or a bot when, you know, over, over the weekend that basically says, I see you're on pricing. You're looking for um, shipping costs. Is this correct? You know, yes. And then it moves you in, the, in that direction. But something that makes it so that even if a live person isn't available, there's technology there to help them along. And yeah. again, it's conversational. Yeah, it was is interesting because I did a seminar at WLC, the Women's Leadership Conference with PV AI, so many acronyms, um, last year. And Dale Denham did a talk, and he asked the group about who who has used a chatbot. Majority of the room put their hand up, and they're like, "Who has found it helpful?" And everyone put their hand up, and they go, "Who has a chatbot on their site?" And like two people put their hand up and that kind of like where, I mean, this, we're always slow to embrace technology, but that was like, you know, because people are using it and they're coming either with ideas or direct sites and yeah. So how you bring it all in and how do you, and you're right. And we need to think of it as a sales funnel. Like how are we funneling this in, you know, beyond like the larger scope of where they're looking at our site to I'm looking for hats. I need it embroidered and they've got to be red. Yeah. It's about, it's about the user or customer experience. It's not about you. It's not about your efficiency. It's about 
the user experience. And once people get that into their heads, the answers are almost self-evident. Make it, you know, people say all the time, have you visited your own website? Have you checked out what it's like to place an order with your company? And of course, most of us say, oh, I know, I know what it's like. Well, the reality is we are all looking, we're seeking what, we, we all have that, uh, um, confirmation bias. We already know we're cool. We're, we already know we're good. So we're, oh yeah, yeah, we've done that. We're good. We're good. The reality is if you talk to distributors, if you talk to customers, if you talk to end buyers and you truly are able to, to elicit genuine responses, you'll find that in many cases, look, everyone talks about, you know, the Amazon effect. People now expect that kind of experience. They expect to be able to go on and if they so choose in two clicks, have this phone case sent to them and have it tomorrow. That's, that is real customer centricity. Most industry sites. Uh, not quite there. <laughs> not so much. And, 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 and the, convenient, the convenient run for cover is, oh, well, we're different because it's all personalized. Yeah, and maybe we can't make it so that it's exactly like an Amazon experience because there are more variables and truly an infinite number of variables. However, we can damn well make it better. And that's the point. Yeah, yeah, my, the drum I've been banging is like customer service is not a selling point anymore. <laughs> but that customer service, because everyone's like, oh, it's the personal touch. I'm like, it's not, because people don't really want that personal touch all the time. And, uh, but if you also have to think of your website as the customer service, like how easy is it for them to navigate, get in touch with you, think about, there's all these different factors that you know, we have to stop thinking of customer service as the face-to-face -face time. It's how they, how the sales experience is until they get to the face-to-face -face time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's user experience. It's yeah. the, the, the totality, sales experience. Yeah, the totality of that, of, that, of that user experience. Yeah. So on the topic of user experience, because, you know, we're recording this a little bit right after this week's promo chat, which was about experiential marketing. So we have a second tweet from you that we want to cover. So our question was, you know, we just do two of you. <laughs> so our question was, we're sitting on a wealth of promotional knowledge. How can we use it to justify the ROI of experiential event? And you said, to justify an experiential event investment, you have to be a great storyteller. Create an image in the cl client's mind eye of the event, how it would look and feel, how it would make you and others feel, and sell that feeling, sell the lasting residual value. Again, great tweet. You're cramming a lot into the 280 characters you get. <laughs> so my question is, so how... How do you, how, what would be your selling point for selling that experience? Like, how would you sell the experience, the connection, the, you know, because you want an experiential event, what has to be, it can't just be of the location. It has to be, you know, the, the longer run for it. So what is your, your thought on it? That? I think the, one of the first things is you have to, you have to take a long view and then you have to get the customer the prospect to buy into the longer view. What, you, what, what you're selling is an event that is going to hopefully create a lifetime, a lifelong memory 
that marries your brand, your image, to that memory. So it could be um, it could be a live concert um, where 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 uh, key accounts uh, uh, get to meet the band afterwards or whatever, and then all kinds of promotional stuff that goes along with it. The promotional items, the hat, the shirt, the pen, the, you know, the sunglasses, whatever it might be, those have significant staying power in and of themselves. If you take those and you marry them to an event, oh my, now, yeah, this is the time, this is for you, Bill, Bill Petrie, this is when I was pulled back, backstage at Van Halen and I got this hat and these sunglasses and I, got, and, 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 I, and I got this autograph on my chest and I'm never showering again. Okay, it's that kind of visceral uh, imagery that you have to first create in the customer or prospect mind's eye. You go in and you sell that idea. If you can get them to the point where they're imagining this to the point they get goosebumps, you've got it. You're not selling the idea of getting people in on a Saturday to the furniture store. This is a much bigger picture. It's a different type of, of usually it's a, it's a much higher uh, uh, price point. But if you can, as I said before, marry your image, your brand to a lifelong experience, you have absolutely hit gold. Yeah. And, and it doesn't even have to be something as significant as a Van Halen concert for Bill there. Um, but it can be, you know, because we're talking about, like, going back to conversational marketing is, like, how do you get a level of engagement that wasn't there before? And, you know, we talk about promotional products being the only form of advertising that you're thanked for. So you're given a pen, you thank for the pen, you're given, like, a flyer, you're not thanked for the flyer. And... But if you have this like experiential marketing, it's the emotional tie-in. So again, you're engaging on a different level than just passing something off. You're engaging on like, you know, I brought up the example of Bumble, uh, where for Pay Equality Day, they sold coffee from a food truck here in um, in different parts of Canada, and men would pay a dollar and I women would that. pay eighty. I, love that. <laughs> I know, I loved it too. <laughs> but for that, it was like you know, they use promotional products to tie into, but it also is this very visual representation of their brand, their values, their end of the message they were trying to send. And there's, there's something you can really do with it. It's like, you want to sell the visual beyond graphics. Like you want to sell the visual in an experience. What you, what really, what you're trying to do with the, you know, the, the, the experiential marketing is you're trying to marry brand to an emotion yeah and the memory of that emotion the memory of that experience that's i mean i think i i had i had mentioned during our, our break and our, our our twitter chat this week our promo chat this week uh, that uh, uh i had gone my wife had got me a, a, a for a significant birthday got me a, a birthday present of a of a day racing cars at, at uh, uh lime rock uh racetrack and uh, the first part of it, we ended in formula cars, but the first part of the day was was in these little uh, Mazda Roadsters that were all tricked out. If you don't think, and Mazda, of course, was splashed all over the place. We got some pretty cool stuff as a result of, you know, having gone there. 
if you don't think I marched my little butt over to the, the local dealer and said, I want to try out the most tricked out little <laughs> MX-5 or, you know, Miata, whatever it was, you know, that you've got because I drove its wild, you know, it, yeah. it's wild cousin here. And, I want and, the race car, the tiny race car version of what I just did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and, 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 and truly that memory for me is absolutely burned into you know, those few remaining brain cells. And every time, every time I go by a Mazda, you know, a little, a little roadster, especially one with a top down, especially one with roll bars. <laughs> it's like, oh, look, oh, look, oh, look. That, that experience. And once again, that was something that was done. The branding, it was not, I mean, I paid a lot of money to go there. My wife paid a lot of money for me to go there. But the way they branded, branded that, it could have been a car. Mm -mm. It, was, it was a Mazda. It was, yeah. it was a Holland butt Mazda. And it was a fun Mazda. And the benefit for Mazda is that now you've probably talked about that for multiple times to multiple people and tied their brand in with your good experience for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Well, Scott, thank you so much for your time this week. I love this conversation. And uh, where can we find you on the internet? Are you just uh, on Twitter, LinkedIn? I, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn, Scott Nussenau. Um, uh, Twitter at Scott Nussenau. Um, that's S C O T T N U S W. There's not a lot of duplicates out there, so I'm pretty comfortable doing that. Um, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, uh, anywhere you can find throw me. A anywhere. Rock, throw a rock, you'll hit me. Well, perfect. And thank you again for Maple Ridge Farms for being a sponsor of our chat. And we'll see everyone again for next week's promo chat. So Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. And thanks again for joining us. Take care. Bye bye.